Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. For this Express episode, I've got Hannah, who's an accountant. Hey, Hannah, how are you? I'm good, Glenn. How are you? Not too shabby. Now, we've actually got a full episode over on the My Millennial Money channel, which will come out in June. But until then, let's talk about tax time and some express little tips. So, what do you think the number one, I guess, tip or trap or hint, whatever, tips and trips that you would have for somebody out there uh, when it comes to tax time? Um, There's probably two. So, firstly, I'd say um, making sure that you're organized. So, if that means throughout the year that you've got a little file on your laptop or you've got a separate folder in your emails to store any relevant documents that you receive during the year but then also having that all ready to go when it comes to the year end because the last thing you want to do is be running around the day before you need to lodge your return and you can't find that document that you need yeah that's actually a really good tip because what i did i, I had the exact same problem so in my i think i use gmail i've got a, a, a label like tax 2019 and any invoices i get throughout the year i just tag it so absolutely preparedness in terms of like things that you see that people get caught out with what do you think is the number one thing people get caught out with there's always the keen beans who like to get their return done as soon as possible so they can get their refund which is all well and good Um, but I think making sure that you have everything available when you do that because the ATO does data matching in the background and if there's something that you've missed and they have a a record of that they will send you a letter to say Please what explain. about this? Yeah. 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 And that's important. So, I guess that – so, on the data matching, everyone who has a bank account, the bank will send any interest earned to the ATO if they've got their tax file number registered. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. And if you do not disclose some interest and you've got a tax file number – the ATO get that anyway and will deem it as your income. Yeah, that's correct. And and, um, the ATO has guidelines around when they need to be provided with the information from your banks, um, from the share registries, from your private health insurance companies. So they will have all that information on a certain time frame. And if you get in your return before they have all that data together, they will double check that in the background. Yeah, interesting. And there's a lot of people that listen to the podcast, uh, this Express one and the My Millennial Money full show that work for themselves or might work from home. If someone's working from home, how do you claim deductions? What's the easiest way to work that out? So, um, generally that will be looking at what kind of expenses that you're incurring in order to work from home. So, generally you'll have things like your lights, your heating if, or your cooling, depending on what time of year it is. Um, you might be using your internet, you might be using your phone, you know, to help help you work from home and just do your job. Um, so, having um, an estimate as to what you've actually incurred in relation to working from home is the first point, but then also uh, making sure that you have any um bills or any uh, documentation to confirm, you know, how often you are working from home and when you are working from home. Sure. So, could it be as easy as I work at home 
one of the five days per week and when I get my power bill, I can divide it like one fifth or whatever of that week or how technical do you have to get with um, the tax office? Yeah, so what they look at is um, you need to be able to, so it's a self-assessment system, so it's up to the individual to show what they think is reasonable and for the ATO to agree or disagree with that. Um, so when you're talking about hints and tips, um, making sure that you think what you're submitting is reasonable is the other part of that. Um, specifically when you're working from home, um, most people won't be able to claim, say, their rent or mortgage repayments as a deduction against their income for working from home. But, um, for example, if you um, don't want to go to all that hassle about working out what your power bill is, you can. the ATO actually has a daily rate that you can use that's updated um, each year that you can actually apply to oh, the hours that you work from home. Right. So, you can actually um, search ATO daily rate electricity or whatever. So, you can help work out that. Because I think the main thing would be electricity maybe a portion if you're renting uh, and obviously internet as well. Yeah, so generally it would just be your utilities and then say your internet and um, mobile phone costs sure. if you are using that from home. And this episode will go up well before the end of June. So what about educational expenses? If you want to do a course and it's for your career or the same industry that you're in, can you claim 100% of educational expenses on tax? So I think the first thing is you need to establish that the studies relates to your job or to your, your income. So um, if you're looking to change career and you're studying com- something completely different to what you're currently working in, there's no nexus there or no connection. Uh, but if you're studying something that's in relation to your role, so it's either to maintain your current skills in your role or will help you get towards a promotion or a pay increase in the future, then you've, you can draw that connection there. Right. Um, and then if you do have that connection, you can look at things like your... Um, your textbooks, any uh, fees that you pay to the university for um, the amenities fees, things like that, Um, your actual tuition costs. Um, There's a whole... And uh, they're 100% tax deductible? As long as the study relates to your work, yeah. So, for example, it's, you know, it's coming up to the end of the financial year. I'm a a greenskeeper at my local club or whatever. And I want to study an advanced diploma in horticultural art. I'm just making up something. (laughs) And... I I want I know I want to do it. If I pay that, if it's two and a half thousand dollars for the diploma module, pay that before the end of June. It's a clear connection. It is a tax deduction. So it could be a good time if you do want to enhance your study. But just to be clear, if I want to, if I'm a groundskeeper or a horticulturalist or whatever, and I want to become a Qantas pilot, I can't spend five thousand dollars in the Qantas program and claim that on tax yet, can I? No. No, unfortunately not. Um, and just to note, if you um, are repaying your HEX, those HEX repayments aren't deductible. So it's only if you're uh, paying your tuition costs now. So end of the year, people might want to also pay down their HEX, like, um, you know, in terms of educational things. HEX payments are not tax deductible. That's correct. But there is a way that you can effectively pay for a HEX payment tax-free, and that is if your employer allows you to salary sacrifice. So, as you're studying, um, you can go enter into agreement with your employer to effectively have them pay the HEX on your behalf or salary package that amount so that your uh, pre-tax salary is reduced by that amount. Um, So, you reduce your tax, but then your employer will consider the the payment of your studies as a fringe benefit. Sure. And if you have that nexus with your employment, then 
it's it's tax-free all round. Perfect. Should people use an accountant? Um, in most cases, yes. I think if you have very simple affairs, then doing it yourself is fine. Um, but I think where people get caught up is if um, they are in too, in too deep or they just don't have the general knowledge about tax. So I think if you're not sure, then definitely get an accountant. Um, also, if you use an accountant, you get an extension to lodge your return till later. Um, so a lot of people will use that if they know they will actually have to pay money so they have a bit, of more ti- bit more time to pay. Usually, if you're a single person, employee, I would expect you not to have to pay more than 200 or $300. I mean, I'm not setting a price out there, but it's not crazily expensive. But the point is, any accounting fees are also tax deductible. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Yeah, so, the, for the next year. So, you, if you pay to get your tax return done in July, then that is a tax deduction when you do your return for the next year. Yeah, but perfect. yes. Perfect. Perfect. Well, Hannah, thanks for your little pearls of wisdom there. It's been great. And remember, if you uh, if you want to look out for the full tax episode, it's coming out uh, in a couple of weeks on My Millennial Money. So thank you very much. No problems. If you are after personal financial advice, this podcast is not for you. In fact, it's a general advice podcast. But if you do want somebody to talk to, jump onto sortyourmoneyout.com and click on Get Help and I'll be able to put you in touch with an advisor or a mortgage broker who can actually sit down with you or have a Skype or a Zoom meeting and really work out what you need based on your own personal circumstances. Any advice in this podcast is of a general nature only and has not been tailored to your personal circumstances. Please seek personal advice prior to acting on this information. Before making a decision to acquire a financial product, you should obtain and read the product disclosure statement relating to that product. Opinions constitute our judgment at the time of issue and are subject to change. Neither the licensee, any of the National Australia Group of Companies, nor their employees or directors give any warranty of accuracy nor accept any responsibility for errors or omissions in this podcast. Glenn James, Urban Getter Proprietary Limited, trading as Sort Your Money Out, are authorised representatives of Apogee Financial Planning Limited, AFSL 230689.